Hello and welcome everybody to the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie grumbles. We're back, episode 103. Jim, Stan, how have we been? Been good. Nicer end to the season. I think it's um, a season that we all wanted over because we want those fans back in the ground in full attendance as soon as possible. How are you, Jim? Yeah, great. Um, completely agree on the fans. Great to see them. But uh, just before we get things running on the fan day, I've got a little present from my friends Lou and Stan here. Um, obviously, the Euros coming up, guys. Got, got your pack of paninis. Hey. Oh, so I thought, hey. I know this, this isn't much of a Wait. Come on, swap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This we just swapped. It got fate, given, and it? it was. This yeah, isn't much of a visual um, right. feature, but you I think okay. You know, you go first. Right. Right. Come on. Right. We've gone for option okay. B. I'll go. Uh, I'll go face down. He went for um, selection, selection right. B. Yeah, face down always. Okay. Number Extra four, drama. Five, okay. Okay. Four five two. Lyndon, Lyndon Dykes. <laughs> QPR. Love that. Don't know how I know that. That's a great start. James Alcott. That's, that's how I know that. That's heritage that for you. Lyndon that might go my car. That's a good start for you. Albert Rusnak. I don't know who I don't is. know you. Slovakian. He's got worse. He's a, a Slovak. Yeah, it's a, it's, little, it's a little bit of a... It's okay. We can pick this up. He's pissed on my parade a bit, but it's all okay. right. Okay. Oh, wow. We've got a double, Emre Chan and Julian Draxler. I mean, that's... Two Germans that maybe never fulfilled the potential. Two one Germans one that may never kick a ball at this tournament. <laughs> also very true. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay. Come on. We've got Antonin Barak... <laughs> A Czech player. Maybe we'll know who he is after the Czech game. He could come back to haunt us. Maybe he'll see his name in lights and make me eat word soup. (laughs) And the last one. And the very last one. To end it. I've got Javier Shagler. (laughs) Okay. It's not been a great pack. He looks like Jimmy Bullard. Well, that's good enough for me. But a bit more built. He does. He's got a big neck. And a lot more Austrian. Centre-back. I reckon he's a centre-back. Mm-hmm. He's no, he's only 1.74 metres. Actually, he's, he's got... Not, not that tall. His neck's a bit thick with right, two Right, on, onto standard. It yeah, sorry. Okay, so... If it's worse than that pack, then we're, we're not doing very well. Yeah. Okay, so the first one we'll pull out is... Not a great one. <laughs> oh, God. Darko Velkowski for Macedonia. Darko? It's a tournament field of quality. Darko, really really Darko. And the it's next one... Visa Musilu from Macedonia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not two Macedonians. Two Macedonians. The next that. one is oh, a double. A double. Thomas Suchek and Matej Vidra. I like Premier, that. The Premier League like Chechens. I'd rather that over the Chandraxler one. Then that the next one. <gasps> oh shiny! Oh, that's you a big it. one. You, that's you're on twenty twenty shiny. And the last one. one. Oh, it's another doubler. Is. Matvienko and Sobol, two Ukrainians. So there right. we go, Jim. We've got right. a few random ones there for you between me and Cook, but you know, I like the shiny though that you got there. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's not about quality; it's about filling that sticker book, Jim. And I think we've done you quite well there. What do you think, Cook? Yeah, I think Lyndon Dykes goes a long way. I think, <laughs> I think Shannon Draxler, like we said, probably aren't going to kick a ball, but it's great to see him in the Germany kit. It and really is. The handful of times that they'll probably do it yeah. in their life. Yeah. So uh, really? have fun, lads. There we go. Thank you, Jim. Very Thank nice you. addition from Jim. Thank you. Thank you. The race for the top four. It went all thirty-eight games. It took it right down to the wire. Chelsea lost against Villa. Leicester got smashed by Spurs at home, and Liverpool inevitably beat Palace, Jim. I know, I know your thoughts on it, but the list tell the listeners: Did Leicester bottle? All right, no. I know you're going to disagree, but I just think I know we've seen, we've seen a statistic of how many days he spent in the top four, um, and even over both last two seasons, and still not getting it. 
But I just think they overperformed, um, and he came back to catch me. I think that's sometimes what happens in football. They had a very tough um, end to the year. I thought the United win would have um, sealed that top four, but they couldn't get a point at Spurs or anything at Spurs, and that would have been enough with Chelsea losing. So, unfortunately, it's another season of what could have been, but they have won the FA Cup, and that is a good... Um, a good consolation from I would say, and I think they'll be still after the season. Yeah, I think if you, I think you offer, a, I mean, it's a toss up. I think you offer a Leicester fan top four or FA Cup. I think they're taking the cup, to be honest. Um, but I just think when you're in the top four after thirty-seven games in consecutive seasons and you manage to finish fifth in both of them, I just think that you know. There's got to be something a little bit wrong there. I know they, they are overperforming because, well, how many other t- you? You would argue that Chelsea have definitely got a better squad. Liverpool, I know they ended up in there, but these teams were floundering up to game week 38 and uh, Leicester have been sat in there. So they, they've done well to sit in there for so long. But when you have, I think, well, I mean, there's the last four games, did they lose three and then they beat United, I think. Was it Newcastle, United, Chelsea, Spurs, last four games? They won one of the last four and lost three of them. I mean, that's not very good. Uh, <laughs> Not much better from Chelsea either. No, it's not. And the lost diff- against Villa, lost against Arsenal. No, the, the the difficult games. Obviously, Newcastle's a game that they'll look back on four one, you know, four 0 down after eighty minutes. That's a, I mean, that's just a shocking result to be honest. They can happen, and, and you know they beat United who, who rotated and if they was it did they need a point out of the next two games to pretty much secure it and they they lost both so I just I I just think yeah the amount of time they spent in the top four you know no matter the injuries and stuff when you when you're there consecutive seasons coming into the 38th game week and finishing fifth both times it's got to be I'd be good there's got to be something more there than that it's just oh they rolled the luck and overperformed and and, you know on the last day they've you know the mean They've been hurting definitely, you know I mean? but I think I think what happened last season was that after they um they, they stopped playing because of COVID, and then since then they literally just went to shit, and mm. I think that hurt them a lot. I think they was one of the teams that dropped off the most out of anyone else. Um, this season, like you said, I honestly think they've done really well to get even like competing there with the amount of injuries to start the season with and the quality around them. And I think the only reason I don't really like the term bottlers anyway, uh, but and another reason why I wouldn't give him that term is because the quality around him is just it's just a lot higher I mean you look at the players that Chelsea and Liverpool have compared to the ones that Leicester yeah. have I know it's not played on paper but no. I just think Leicester are doing a fantastic job to even be in that conversation and yeah they'll be hurting like I say because they come so close but I think before season if you offered them fifth in an FA Cup yeah they'd been buzzing with that yeah they'd be buzzing with it and I, I the thing I'd be annoyed at as a Leicester fan is just just Rodgers mainly is just his demeanour really because even before the last game they asked him after the Chelsea defeat what happens if you don't finish in the top four now and he's, he's basically saying if we don't it's fine and as a, as my man, if my manager's saying that I'm not happy with that at all because Leicester have took a massive step forward obviously since they've won the league they've added an FA Cup and that's all well and good but it's not it doesn't no. hold the, the value it used to have winning the FA Cup and for Leicester as a club to move forward, I think they definitely needed to be in the Champions League, and I feel like it is a step back back to back Europa League campaigns because they were in yeah. the Champions League three or four years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But no, Le- Leicester. I I think they have overachieved in terms of the position they put themselves in, but I feel like they did bottle from a position where they should have definitely secured yeah. top top three, let alone top four. 
Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, and on Rodgers, I mean, what do you think happens with Rodgers? Does he stay for a third season? Is it his third season? Yeah. Or was he came for half, didn't he? So it would be his third full season. Do you think that he stays? Do you think that maybe he jumps shit? Has he taken them as far as he can? Because like Jim says, we've seen him finish fifth in consecutive seasons and they've got an FA Cup this season. Mm. Has he taken them as far? Does he stay until he gets them top four and then has he go in the Champions League? Or I, I think Leicester know basically what side the bread's buttered and I feel like they know they've got a good thing so they won't be they won't do a Chelsea and be tr- trigger happy or they won't sack him like sack Ranieri but they'll keep him because there's no one else better at the moment out there that's yeah. going to go to a team that are playing in the Europa League it's yeah. that simple and Rodgers I feel like has obviously he's talented but he has this cult following and I just feel like he's at his level at the moment. I feel like he is at his level. Yeah. He may go on to manage a top six side and obviously go on to do great things, but at this moment in time, he's at his level, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, I think you you might be right. You might be proof right. But I think at the moment, in terms of stock, club versus manager, I think the manager moves on to a better thing. Um, and he might not necessarily be a better thing. We discussed it last week, whether Spurs or Arsenal, for example, would be a better thing. But the bigger clubs, undoubtedly... And I think that's the only way. I don't think Leicester are looking now. Oh, who's a better manager than Rodgers we could get in? Because they've got their, they've got a really good thing post Ranieri. It has been really good for him. Yeah. Um, whether he will move on, whether somebody will come in for him. And we you know Spurs need a manager. Barca need a manager. Um, so, yeah, I think at the minute he could be proved right, like you say. And he could move on to a better thing and not be as good. Yeah. But I think that's the way it could go. Yeah. I, f- I just feel like that... That's the only thing I would have been annoyed at as a Leicester fan. Just before that last game, he didn't, he he wasn't solidifying his team's chances of finishing there. He was mo- yeah. more saying, "Well, if it doesn't happen, then it's it's all good," kind of yeah. thing. And I hate that. I'd hate that as a fan. Yeah, I think you got to take it with a bit of salt, though. I think he's trying to, you know, try and take some pressure off the players and stuff like that. So it's what it's like when when managers go into finals and they're like, "Well, you know, we." Anything can happen in a final, and if it doesn't happen today, I'm sure they'll win a trophy to get, you know, whatever, the next one. And so it, mm. I wouldn't look too much into that. What I would look into is the fact that consecutive seasons, they were. Cheers, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Cheers. You already were on pod, lad. We'll have to go. We're busy. Last thing on Leicester. When do we start? Obviously, they've. they've I'm not going to say bottle because Jim Jim don't like that. But we'll we'll say we'll say. I don't know. But out the final hurdle. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. That's the nice thing to say. Yeah. But how long are we going to consider Leicester an outsider here? Because, like I said, they have played in the Champions League once. They played in the Europa League a few more times now. Mm-hmm. And they've been much better than Arsenal and Tottenham the past few seasons. And obviously Spurs slapped them on the last game. But Leicester, they are close. But how long are we going to start considering them underdogs? Because they're not really underdogs anymore. The contenders. I think, I think the only the only way that they're underdogs is is with spending. I think if you look at the squad, it's probably one of the best in in the mm-hmm. league. Uh, I know they've suffered injuries, but you know they do. They've got a lot of quality in that side. I mean that midfield free of Tielemans and Didi Madison. I mean a lot of teams would mm-hmm. take that and drop it straight into their midfield so um, they've won a Premier League and an FA Cup more recently than most of the big six United Spurs Arsenal 
Um, so you know, I, I think they're definitely up there. But until they they do get top four, then uh, I think that's something that'll always hang over them. Yeah, I think it's more of a sustainable thing where, like you say, they have got a really good squad, and it's it's as good and it's better than a lot of the big six um, in quotation marks, if you like. But is it sustainable um, to spend that money that good? Because they have been really smart in the in the market, and they still lose players to these teams that aren't doing as well as them. Yeah. They lose a big player every single summer, and I can guarantee people will be coming in for the Ndds and the Tielemans this season. So until until they get the the same spending as the rest of them, I still think they're underdogs, and I don't really see that as sustainable. But I mean, I'll, I'll credit them because the 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 run proper and they're doing really well with what they've got. Yeah, I mean, talking about teams that are ran proper, Jim, I feel like they are going to get Harry Kane City, but you are going to lose a club legend in Sergio Aguero. Obviously, I think Pep was reduced to tears, the fucking pussy. But, <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> yeah, Aguero's leaving. I think it's, a hun- is it 198 Premier League goals? No, uh- no, I think it's 184 Premier League goals. Yeah, he brought the record. He needed two to break Rooney's record of um, the most for one club. Um, yeah, sad times, emotional times. I mean, it's not something new for City fans. Past five years, it's been, what, Zabala, Torre, Company, Silva, Aguero. Fernandinho's probably going to go next year, and I'll put him in that category. Um, but this one seemed a bit different just because uh, I've, said it, I've said it before, but. I don't think he's City's best of a player. I don't think he's the best leader or the best most impactful in a game, like the aforementioned players were. But when you look back at this last era, this last decade, and the, the era of the Man- the Manchester era, he's the most iconic player because he's there for the big moments. He was there for the biggest one in that first title win. He was there for the one 2019 Liverpool. He scored countless goals against United, against Chelsea. He used to do it against any big team, Hatchick against Bayern. Um, the goals against Napoli is so I think he's the most iconic. So he felt weird. And I think Pep, Pep's emotions were, I think a bit. He was a bit gutted actually. I think that he might have made a mistake because those reports that Aguero wanted to stay another year. I mean, when Pep first came, he didn't really trust Aguero, and there was a lot of questions whether Aguero would be that player that Pep gets rid of, like he did um, when he went to Barcelona and got rid of a few big time players. And I don't think Aguero's City career under Pep was was as successful as it could have been maybe, um, but yeah, very emotional time. Just very emotional times, but very, very pleased to see him scoring and seeing his little face smile. I mean, I couldn't help but couldn't help but enjoy that game. I mean, Everton were awful, but it was it was almost like a testimonial for Aguero. Um, but the fans loved it. And I'm glad the fans managed to get in the stadium there, and I'm glad I couldn't be in that stadium. Yeah, I mean, Stan obviously. Aguero, in my opinion, the best striker apart from Thierry Henry that I've seen with my own eyes. I think probably you could say in in the modern era, probably the best striker in the Prem. He's definitely up there. I mean, it's difficult to say anything like that because everybody has different opinions of, you know, what type of strikers they like and, and things like that. So, but he's he's definitely up there. I think Aguero is one of those players that won't be appreciated until he's until he's left the Premier League because you look at all the conversations and he's very rarely in it because you know he was still playing and and that always tends to happen once once players leave. You kind of look back and say, you know, maybe he was the best. And I think uh, Aguero's like I say is definitely sitting at that table. 
Uh, you can't score the number of goals that he has. And the, the, most importantly with Aguero, it's the important goals that he scored as well. He, he wasn't just a striker that, you know, stat padded against, you know, maybe lesser teams or got the third or fourth goal in a, you know, in a, in a, in a drubbing of a, of a lower side. They were, they were massive goals for City. Um, so, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Um, whether Pep's made a mistake, I don't think so. I just think it was probably an emotional moment for him. Uh, I'm not sure he'll do too much at Barca, but I don't know. I don't know. I think City are getting rid of him at the right time or, or, or whatever. I think Guardiola's probably had to make quite a a cutthroat decision there, especially with Kane becoming available. I think City would have been silly to... Uh, keep hold of Aguero or give him a new contract with maybe a raise or something and, and miss the, the boat with Kane, which I'm sure they're definitely in for. Yeah, I mean, it's you've got to move forward eventually. It um, doesn't matter what, what these legends have done. I mean, I've City have done that well in fairness to him. They've still maintained that high standard and they've been winning titles and trophies and that's post-company and Silva. I think we had a bit of a big drop-off when Silva left because we, we missed somebody who controlled the game, but... And we have missed Aguero's goals this year. We've just managed to find a system away around it. And mm. Kane will put the goals in. But like Pep said um, on Saturday, you, you won't replace Aguero because the play, the more than just goals, aren't these? I mean, we're not going to get 10 years of Harry Kane because he's 27 now. And that's even saying he's not... I'm not going to say he's coming. We're, we're, we're talking like he's at City already. But, I mean, City, I've got to go and get a goal scorer now because Azusa's has just hit his 50th goal. So, I mean, that's... That's miles beyond what Aguero was on, and when you got players like De Bruyne putting balls in the box, uh, you'd be stupid not to have um, not to have a, a clever finisher there to put him away. Yeah, I mean Aguero obviously leaves a, ma- a massive void at City. Obviously, been through a lot with them. He's been there a long time, but another a manager in this case that has been with the team for a long time, Nuno, Spirito Santos leaving Wolves, well in June and. That's just come out of left field completely, Stan, to me. Yeah, I think obviously he got Wolves promoted and he's kept them in the Premier League for is it three or four seasons now. But I think it's just run its course. I know Wolves have struggled massively with injuries and obviously they sold Jota and they could never have foreseen what happened to Jimenez. Um, so very unfortunate that that happened at the same time. But they just, I think you just look at the team and... and they can't score, they look vulnerable defensively. I just think it was time to, to change, really. I think, you know, Nuno, before Nuno's stock drops, I think, you know, Spurs have been linked with him and I think it was the right time for both of those things to happen. I, I don't think either team will be too upset about it, really. Yeah, Jim, I mean, Nuno obviously stuck with the three four three persistently with Wolves, especially when Jimenez went down, got injured, you have to change, don't you? Obviously, he doesn't have a number nine there with, with Jimenez, and it just felt a bit stale, I thought. Yeah, um, I always thought when he when Wolves first came, of course, they, they bought a lot of quality, and that helped. Uh, Mendes attracted a lot of Portuguese players for him, and the depot overperformed in that sense. I always thought that he managed a small squad quite well um, and adapted to a new league quite well because he, he tended to use just over 20 players, um but it, not the used 20 players, would just have like 20 players in the squad and the rest of them be youth players. And you could almost guess the Wolves team every week. And I think this season's kind of coin out because obviously he's had the injury to Jimenez and Hot has gone. And you have to use more players this year because of what it's been like. But yes, I definitely agree with what Stan said. Um, obviously he did come out of nowhere. I didn't see any reports linking that he might leave. But when I heard the news, I wasn't shocked. 
um, the football he plays, he gets away with a lot of stick, to be honest. Um, you yeah. never hear anything about Wolves playing awful football, but I have oh. watched some shocking Wolves matches. They're, they're one of the most boring sides I, to watch. Because I think they, they are. I think they are. Yeah, the worst they, they're definitely there. They sit shirts. back and there's no, the count, there is no counter either. It's just Traore and Podence and Neto running until they get tackled. Yeah. And William, um, William Jose and Fabio Silva haven't done anything at all either, not even between them. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that they are the worst teams to watch in the league. There can't be many teams that have, that have scored less than them this season. And if they, if they are, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the bottom three. But I mean, obviously, I've not watched every Wolves game this season, but just I know it was end of the season game. But that one yesterday, you got fans in the ground for the first time. It's Nuno's last game. Like Cook says, they're sat in a back five against literally a second string United team with a couple of OAPs and like four teenagers. United finished the game with an average age of 22 or summer and they just never threatened in the second half at all. Then they had one chance in the first half that they scored and it was just rubbish. Yeah. There was just nothing for I, the fans I think, to celebrate. I think they're in a bit of a make or break kind of time at the minute. Like, you got a lot of old players. Martinho's getting older. I don't know how old Neves is. I don't think he's that young. Jimenez is nearly 30 and whether he comes back the same player is a whole different question. Yeah. You've got young um, Podence and Neto, great players, but honestly, could I see Neto there for that many more years? No, I think no. someone will come in for him. No. I think Nuno himself, I know he's both about Spurs, I think he's a bit of a trap. Um, I think if a big club goes in for him, for like someone higher than Wolves, I could see that yeah. ending qu- quite badly and Nuno getting exposed almost. Um, because he's like I say, his tactics are very safe and yeah. very boring. He's just had a good side. He might have managed the squad well, I think, but... Yeah. There's a lot of lot of individual quality. It was that front two bailed him out a lot. But I mean, like Rogers Cook, linked with Arsenal and Spurs. Would you put your money on him being at either of them at the start of next season, or is it one of them where the Prem club should give it a miss? I feel like they should, should definitely, um, tell the dealer to hit him again because I'd I'd let that one ride. I wouldn't be taking a punt on Nuno. I think he's everything you you don't want in a manager in terms of tactically inflexible. You know, like Jim said, you could pick the Wolves team every single week. Sari was a bit like that. You could, you knew the eleven every yeah. week. You knew the subs. Yeah, same with Wolves. Mix it up a bit. I, I really wouldn't want him near a top six club because I feel like it would, it would just straight away just go to shit. Because I feel like, and as well, can he manage a dressing room like that? Could he manage mm-hmm. a, uh, let's say an Arsenal or a Spurs? I don't know. I don't think he could. I genuinely don't think he could. But. I think Wolves, like you said, got out at the right time, and for him, some some daft club will probably take a punt on him. I can see that happening hundred percent. Yeah, his stock's not falling too far yet, so there is a chance that he gets, you know, a decent job. I mean, the Porto manager is linked with Napoli at the moment. Contessao. Yeah, Contessao's linked with Napoli at the moment, and as we know, uh, Mister Espirito Santo played for Porto so could could he be going back to a, what a huge step back that his homeland what well, a fit by the way go. I know it's not anything related but what a fit that Porto manager is for Napoli because he is mental mm, and yeah. Napoli was one of those like, he got booked crazy. against us yeah, yeah. when we played him in the Champions he League he was a mentalist on the touchline when he played yeah. against us he's in our group he's yeah. a freak he's like Mourinho on steroids mm. so there we go that's it Concertal to Napoli Espirito Santo to Porto 
Genie Vinald and Tabasa. Oh, that's what I heard from my sources. He did put quite an emotional post on Twitter, so it does look like he's off. And is it Barcelona where he's going to, meeting up with Ronald Koeman? Yeah, well, he's not going to be there next year by oh, all yeah, accounts. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. But he'll, he'll, he'll be there with uh, Memphis Depay. He'll be there with a the Dutch manager, going. would you say? And looks, another Dutch teammate. It could very well be. I mean, Depay's obviously going there. Aguero's going there. Eric Messi's Garcia's probably going to stay. There. Yeah, Eric Garcia is going <laughs> what there. What a rebuild. Yeah, some rebuild. Um, a fucking quick fix rebuild and half from Barca there. Aguero? Yeah. They're all going there. <sighs> Fuck me. I mean, not that Aguero's shit, but like, you got rid yeah, of Suarez for the same reason. It's hardly reason. a rebuild, is You got it? rid of Suarez for the same reason and said to him, We need another thing. You it's to appease Messi. Yeah, let's you, can, be honest. you can stay another year, Suarez, yeah. but you've got to take a massive pay cut. Yeah. And you're not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll say it's a. Atleti, but I think Van Alden Sabasa is obviously a step up. I feel like he rode the wave Liverpool was on when they had that mental couple of years, was instrumental in them couple of years for Liverpool. Klopp's gutted that he's lost yeah. him because he's one of his soldiers. I think he'll be, he'll be one of those players that you forget about um, as a non-Liverpool fan. Liverpool fans obviously won't forget him, but it'll be one of those players that maybe in five or ten years you forget was in that team because you'll remember you'll remember that well yeah yeah like that you'll remember that front three you'll remember obviously Van Dijk Allison, Trent and stuff and you'll you'll probably forget that Wijnaldum was was in that midfield but like you say instrumental specific against Barca mm. very Barca related in that 4-0 in that comeback did he score two was it I think That's so yeah, uh, he's one of those players that Liverpool fans will always appreciate proper cult hero I he think is class. But, um, probably the right time for Liverpool to be Getting rid of him as well, and, and you know a good 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 move all round, I'd say. Well, he's leaving Jim because Liverpool won't pay the big bucks. He wants the Van Dijk Allison wages in Liverpool well, on yeah. a three year uh, sorry on a four year deal. Liverpool are saying no no to the wages and and a three year deal, and, and ba- he's basically saying no. no Barca are saying yes after yeah. being a billion in debt. So there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Genie Valdem's obviously going to improve Barca, but who who fills in at Liverpool now? Because Curtis Jones, in my opinion, ain't good enough to to fill this role. They have to buy someone. Well, do, do they? But do they? I think because so. I think now, I think towards the end of this season, they've actually looked quite impressive. I mean, Thiago's game has definitely stepped up when Fabinho's yeah, de- been in yeah. front behind him. So if you get Henderson back, and you've got Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, and, su- and suddenly you're looking at a title-winning team again. Mm. I mean, it's the, it is that simple. The Van Dijk and Fabinho come back in. Henderson comes back in, and that team should challenge for a title. It yeah. should. It should, but. The thing, the thing is, who's saying they don't get another few injuries again, and they're back in this position, where yeah. like obviously you're saying you don't have to replace him. The old problem at the start of the season was slagging him off for not replacing players anyway and having a thin squad. Well, so. Canate is coming in from um, Leipzig. That's already one pretty much done. Kabak's going the other way apparently on loan as so, well. So and I do expect a bit more business because yeah, they they definitely should have learned from this season and brought in yeah. some um some depth in positions, especially at centre back. I mean, everyone's seen that coming. They've been punished for being stingy, and it might happen again. Eh? Yeah, no, they definitely need to sign a few players. I think they'd be silly to you know get rid of Wijnaldum and whoever and, and not. Bring in another midfielder, or because let's be honest, he's world class. When Alden, do you I, think at what he does, at what he does, I wouldn't say he's world. He's world class in that certain at the pressing style of midfielder. Yeah, he's, that's he's, what he's, I mean. he's a, he was a perfect, you know, gig and pressing midfielder for Klopp. I mean, you I know, love him in our team. Th- the thing about that Liverpool team was he had a very good defence with flying fullbacks and a world class attack, but that midfield literally was just a vehicle that worked hard, mm. so those fullbacks and attackers could do what they were brilliant at, and Wijnaldum was key at doing that. So I don't think they'll begrudge him 
uh, leaving. Uh, but I think, like you've said, they'd be silly to just let him go, especially somebody of his experience as well. It'd probably leave quite a big hole in the squad. I can't see Milner being there much longer. No. Um, I mean, cut left wing option. I mean, he's not. He's a right back. But could Trent move into central midfield? What do you think about that? Think, Too soon. I, th- I just think that. Right hand side unless, of a three. Unless you're doing it for England, don't bother because you've not got a right back that can put the crosses in like that. So. No, but if they sign one. Oh well, it all depends on. Si- instead of signing a midfielder, yeah, sign a right I mean, back I mean, and put Trent in the midfield. It all depends who's available. Top of my head, I can't, we've, I can't we've, really think. We've spoken about a change of style and formation for Liverpool. Is is that is that the one that they could do? I think it's a huge risk if they do yeah, that. But I, I I think I just think if they, if they do that, they need to spend because they need to get a good right back because your squad's not. It's not it's not good enough and it's not no. thick enough. No. Shakiri Arigi. Kieran Trippier, top of my head, crosser. <laughs> fucking hell. He wants back to England. Trent he? Be he wants to come back. He's from the northwest of England. Trent so. cry even more. Yeah. Not only is he took me fucking Trent, Trent and Trent position, yeah, he's yeah, took me fucking yeah, Liverpool yeah. position. Well there we go. Mine Alden though. Uh cult hero for Liverpool, I'm sure he'll be remembered very fondly. Uh at Anfield. Okay, listeners, listen up. It is time for the final club bet of the week of the season. We may do a couple on our Insta, on Twitter for the Euros, but last club football bet of the week this week, and it's two games from Saturday and one from Sunday, just because nobody's really playing. It's the end of the season, but we've gone in the playoff final, we've gone for Swansea at 17 to 5. So roughly about three and a half to one there in the championship playoff final at Wembley. Hey, why not then? Hey, why not? We've got Blackpool on Sunday to beat Lincoln in the League One playoff final. Mm-hmm. And we've gone for Man City, Chelsea, both teams score. And that is just short of 19 to one as a treble. So nice treble, that. It's, uh, it's definitely worth it. I'll definitely be having a tenner on that. Yeah, worth 100%. it. 100%. Definitely. I mean, 19 to one, treble, last club, uh, Acre of the season stand. What can they do with that? You can shove it up the rackers. Welcome back, and it's time for the Champions League and Europa League previews. We'll start off with the inferior competition and go the straight Champions to the Champions League. League. Yeah. Um, the Cook, League. Obviously, as we know, Chelsea lost their last game of the season, but got into uh, into fourth after Leicester got beat by Spurs. Bug. How much? I mean, obviously, if Chelsea win it, it'd be a massive thing. But do. Would you see it as a failure this season if Chelsea lost the Champions League, despite you know where you were when Lampard was sacked, despite getting fourth? The only way I see it as a failure is if we go we go into the game and we don't compete. So it doesn't. So you don't think this game is either? If, if we win, anything, it's a good no. season. If we lose, it's a bad season. I no. mean, it's already a good season. Just getting in the top four. I mean, yeah. it's one point above what we finished on last year. So technically, it is progress. Mm. But we probably should have finished third this year. But that doesn't really matter. We're in the Champions League. No one gives a fuck as long as we're in there. No. But I wouldn't say this season, the Champions League final doesn't determine a good or bad season for us. I think it's been a good season, but it can be a great season. And the thing is, against them, I think they would have wanted to play Real Madrid instead of Chelsea. I mean, you can speak for yourself, obviously, Jim, but I feel like... I would have wanted to play a foreign team more than I want to play Man City. I mean, so same question for Jim as well. I mean, if City don't win the Champions League, would you see it as a, a disappointment with how early you had the 
well, you won the League Cup in April and you've pretty much had the league sewn up since end of March, April. If you yeah. lost, would you be going fucking hell? Yeah, yeah. Would well, you? It's a tough question. And I think this season has been Pep's biggest achievement in terms of where we are at the start of the season. Because don't forget how off it was at the start of the season and we had no pre-season. And we looked tired. It looked like the system had kind of run its course like it does. And Pep changed it when strikeless and it works. And I think that's been one of his biggest... Strikeless. He did though, didn't he? I mean, he's pulled teams apart. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a goal scorer and we've won the league. Yeah, Gundogan's your high score. Yeah, the, we, something switched and it happened when we played Chelsea because we, we was forced to. Um, we were the whipping boys for you that day. It, when KDB got injured, maybe? He, he, re- he really changed uh, things, for say. But like you say, I mean, if we've come through a really... There was that... We were drawn into a hard side of Champions League and we've come through the other side of it. And I just think... I think it would be really disappointing if we don't beat Chelsea and that and Chelsea they're a great side and they could beat us in the day. But I mean when you look at the Champions League finals of the past few years of what you could have had, we could have faced a great Madrid team that's won thirteen titles and I know Madrid looked awful against you. But yeah. I think the only thing that will beat us in the Champions League final is mentality. And I think if yeah. we played Madrid I'd have been a bit more cautious of the Cruz Modric's and Casemiro's and Benzema's and Ramos who's done it before and I know that they looked, they did they looked awful against Chelsea but the mentality City can crumble the start yeah, of the PSG the start of the PSG game when they dominated us was because we were scared and we got through that game is because PSG are on a similar level to City in that sense of a European pedigree where they got scared of us a bit, too. A bit yeah. and I think Chelsea yeah they've been in the final four but we know we've studied charts, we played them already twice this season. Yeah, they beat us when Tuchel was there, but it's less of a surprise. Um, and I will, I don't. it might sound harsh to a Chelsea fan, but I will be good if we lose it, because it's uh, yeah. it's the biggest chance to win the final, one game away, and it's against a team we should beat. Yeah, I mean, on paper, obviously, your squad is what it is, an experienced title-winning squad. I mean, obviously, KDB, Sterling... Bernardo, top players, Edison, and ours is, don't get me wrong, it's full of quality, but it's full of young quality that's also not even been together one season yet. Mm. So for us to even get here is a massive achievement and just shows the talent. But at the same time, don't get me wrong, I'll be gutted if we don't win because on on our day we can beat anyone and my mentality with it is why not us? Because... Like Jim's already said, yeah, we have beaten before, and I do feel like we've got we've got the amount of chances we create. It's just I hope it doesn't finish the story of our season as it's been all season. We create, 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 and no one can put it in. It's it's, it's when you go so far in it and you get to the final. And yeah, you, obviously you've been in one, but I mean as a City fan, we've chased that final for years now. We've never been there, mm. and I mean we could have. That's what I'm trying to say is, we could have got to that final, had a fuckload of injuries. And met like a top Barca side like Fergie used to meet, or like a yeah. Madrid side that's won it four in the past five years, and we've not. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've we've done the hard bit almost. Is what I'm trying to say. It's which City, sounds bad. It's City's City's best chance ever to win the, the Champions yeah. League. Obviously because they're in it, but in terms of the quality that are around, and them, there's no excuses are, this time. They are clear as the best team in Europe. Yeah. Uh, they are definitely better than Chelsea. I know. On any day, anything the can happen. Team in the world for Any, sure, anything for sure. anything can happen in a final. But like you say, I mean. 
you know, United, I've watched us lose Champions League finals, Cooks watched Chelsea lose Champions League finals, it's not a nice feeling, but... But but a great team. Well, that's the thing, the thing is, when United lost, I I still stand by the fact that had United played any other team in Europe, we'd have five Champions Leagues now. And Cooks, Chelsea lost to one of Fergie's best ever teams, but... I understand what you're saying. Cook saying that they've already done really, really well to get to the Champions League final. City will feel like they are where they belong. So I think for City to lose this would be, you know, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say catastrophic because you know they can always get there next year. But it is I feel like, like you said it then. It's theirs. It's theirs. It's to theirs lose, to lose. And it's yeah, ours it's theirs to, to win. lose. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And the yeah. way I'm thinking about the game is, City will lose this. We won't get outplayed by Chelsea, it won't happen, they're still learning and it's not the way they play anyway, they're going to sit back and try and hit us with fast players. Um, tactically, there's a few... No, bro, I don't think we will, I feel like we'll just try and get all of the ball, that's, that's what I no, feel like. I think no, it'd be no. silly too, I, I, I think, think if I, you try and control possession... that's what we'll we do, you. that's what we do, we did it the past times we played him as well. Well, it'd be I, interesting if you do go toe-to-toe. The mentality is if we have the ball, they can't hurt us and... Mm-hmm. And that's what it is with Tuchel. It's a yeah. possession-based game, but yeah. that's what it'll be. Who can yeah. keep the ball the best? Listen, that's Ver- all it'll go listen, down to. Werner could be key. I know people have oh, no, mocked him, but I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a huge the, threat. The way, uh, the way that United, threat. the way that United won at the Etihad was we we sat in and Rashford, Martial, was it Dan James? Just go. I was literally go. just going to say that. Then I mean, there's a lot of it men- mentality I'm worried about City mostly, but tactically, there's one thing in the past two Chelsea bits is over City have become because Werner, yeah, he's missed a lot of chances, uh, but he does bend his run quite well and he put you knock the ball over the full backs and the channels and he'll run and he's whether Stones and Diaz are defending really well, he's quicker than him so he's gonna get there first. But what yeah, it's mentally for me, I think City can lose this and my heart is saying they're gonna fucking be timid yeah. and scared. And not, I'm going to be shitting myself all match. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think Chelsea will be looking at it going fucking hell as if we've won a Champions League here. Where I think City fans will be going, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what yeah. we deserve from this season. So definitely, City's City's, um, City's to lose hundred percent. You got it right, Cook was saying that. So the only thing I I worry about is the the recent the this young side's recent disappointments in finals. So. Yeah, well, pro- I mean, no, no. The only, the only. I, when I say that, I mean like Mount James, Adoy, that crop lost the FA Cup final last season, lost one this season. However, did finish in the top four both times. But now they're going to play in the Champions League final. I hope third time is the charm for this this yeah, young group because that this is a huge opportunity for them to solidify themselves on the big stage. Yeah, but I mean, as I know it is a youngish Chelsea side, maybe not in terms of age, but in terms of how long they've been together. But you've got Thiago Silva, who's played in finals. Yeah. Kante's a World Cup winner. As Billy Quetta is a Premier League yeah, winner. Yeah, and they'll all so play. You, you've got them, in, and those three will play start. Play Mar- Mar- Marcos Alonso. I mean, I don't... Top, yeah, Gundogan's played. Gundogan's played. Gundogan played against... He scored a pen in the final. He scored a penalty, so... Yeah, it'll be an interesting game, but anything can happen in a final. It wouldn't blow my mind if Chelsea won, and obviously because it's, I wouldn't say it's 50-50, but Chelsea are a good team. They've beaten City already this season, so um, it will be an interesting one. Yeah, I also, I have, I'm trying to, my, my heart is saying that, obviously I'm, I'm going to be shit myself because my heart rules over your head, but my head is saying Pep's won 14 out of 15 Premier League titles. We're a better side. Finals. 
Premier, I mean, oh, pre- no, finals, finals. Yeah, finals. Sorry, what did I say? That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be impressive if he's fucking that. Fifteen years, he, fourteen titles. He's, he's lost one final out of, out of fifteen. Yeah, we're a better side than him, and you've seen the way City finals have gone in the past. Yeah, we only beat Spurs one 0 but it was a fucking drubbing. Mm. We've won finals six now before, and I'm not saying we're going to win six now, but I honestly, this could come back to buy me, and it probably will. But I wouldn't be surprised if City won that final 4 or 5 nil. Because it could oh. go that way. If an early goal goes in and Chelsea go toe-to-toe, yeah, that's I how mean, good the City team is. It, yeah, it rarely, it rarely happens, Champions League finals, that a team is so clear because obviously... But, like we've already said, Chelsea will be looking at it thinking, fucking hell, how are we here? And City will be thinking, we are this... And the last time I thought that was Spain v Italy in Euro 2012, and that was 4-0, so... It really happens FA Cup and League Cup finals, but we've, done, no. we've, we've battered yeah. teams in there. Mm. True, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know what you mean, it's different quality. Yeah, it was Watford still a final, and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, but... Anything... Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Anything can... I, I don't think there'll be many goals in it at all, actually. I think it'll... I, my prediction is it'll be extra time and penalties to be honest and I think it'll just go down to oh, luck that. I do I, th- I think <laughs> I, I, I honestly I honestly I'm not watching us in a penalty shootout ma- ma- fuck it well, out if it's a penalty shootout they will win Cooks, another Cooks, Champions League final Cooks, semi-final yeah, Cooks, Cooks, Cooks got a 50% hit rate with Champions League semi- penalty shootout so fuck it out then again we won the last penalty shootout against Chelsea in a cup final well there we go that's my prediction maybe we'll draw this one and we'll have a 33% chance from the penalty shootout yeah. yeah. we'll the, just say it's a draw share the draw Kepa will avenge himself. Revenge oh, of Kepa. Kepa, you're coming off. No, I'm fucking not. Oh, <laughs> I would love that, though, Bang. mate. Still, Sterling's mate. I'd still respect it. Fuck me, imagine my ticker if Sterling steps up for a penalty. Against, Kep- against the great Kepa. And Kepa saved it in the world. Honestly. And that was played forever, like an Elker against Van der Sar, which I'm sure does you fucking edit. Yeah. But Drogba probably also gets played forever. You might, anyway. not, you might not see me Sunday morning. It does, but I feel like I see the Van der Sar one more. Which is annoying. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, sorry about let, that. Let's go. To, let's talk about another final. I mean, a team football manager-wise that are very close to my heart, the Yellow Submarine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Via Real, yeah. I did give Eric Bailly his debut in the first team well, once upon a time. Was that when he had his Mohique from the B squad? I promoted him well. when he had an injury crisis at centre back. But well, I'm sure he appreciated that because he, he ended up coming to uh, to United. Well, you could say I got him his move. Some say you did. Well, some say somebody was watching your FM stream and uh, well, the manager thought, well, you know him, what, I'll put Eric in. Him, uh, Trigueros, I had Jonathan De Santos. Manu, Manu Trigueros is still there. Nice. I think he'll probably start Capoue and uh, Coquelin in midfield as well. Christ. Danny Parejo. That's lovely. No, Ex North London's finest in centre yeah. there. Paco Alcacer. Jesus. Raul Albion. Oh, he's in a final. <laughs> because it's the Europa League. Fuck. But yeah. Um, You're going to battle them, aren't you? I actually don't think they are, no. <laughs> no, you don't no. think so? No. Unai's the manager now, isn't he? Unai's the manager, Europa League specialist. United's, yeah, is, United's first <laughs> final under Solskjaer. And like we've already spoken about, there's not many players in this team that have won a trophy. Um, never mind a trophy at United. So, Be like um, Rashford, Matter, people that are... Yeah, Rashford, Matter have. Uh, obviously, Pogba's won a World Cup, but I don't think Bruno's ever won a trophy. Maguire, I know he's not playing, but he, you know, he's never, I don't think... Uh, Lindelof might have. Dean Henderson hasn't. Wambasaka hasn't. So there's quite a uh, McTominay and Fred. I don't think were involved in the Europa League or League Cup. I can't remember. I don't think they were there, or in the in in, in the senior side. So, if Maguire was in, I would be like Jim, thinking this should be like three or four nil. But we've seen in the last few weeks how Maguire held our defence together, and I think it's one of them. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think because he's there, 
still making a few mistakes as, as a defensive unit. You think, oh, he's not that good, and then he leaves, and you go, shit, we are all over the place. Like, we are at our best when Maguire's there. So, um, slightly worried, but, you know, we finished second, and we've been comfortably the second-best team. I think they finished seventh or eighth in La Liga. So, like we've already said, finals, anything can happen, but... You know, nine times out of ten, United should be beating uh, Villarreal even, you know, without Harry Maguire, with, with some of the players that we have, you know, Pogba, Greenwood, Rashford, Bruno, Cavani. So Midweek are in it, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday night, yeah. So, and it'd, it'd be hey, massive. On Dunny's birthday. Dunny and my dad's birthday, 26th yeah. of May. Well, there you They've go. They've done that on purpose. They've they they put that on, yeah. They've done that on purpose. It'd be, um, it'd be massive for this team. Like, like I've, I've asked Jim the question. Um, there's a lot of United fans that I think with... with the fact that we've been sat in second since pretty much January, if we end up, obviously we've got to this final, if we don't end up winning it, would feel like a bit of a disappointment since we've had that second wrapped up for however long. So it's it's a big moment and it's, it's one of those, obviously it's only, it's only the Europa League, but it, it's a cup and that can be important for a side. We saw when City won the FA Cup in 2011, how big that was for that team to get together and uh, and you know go on to push for the title and win the title the yeah. next season so I, I think actually the Europa League I think uh, most United fans would agree that it's a, it's a competition below them and that they shouldn't be in it mm. but for Solskjaer and his um, his managerial career at United mm. it, it's, it's quite massive really I mean he, he should win it but mm. I mean he's not got he's not had a great record in semi-finals has he and that stopped no. him and if he lifts his first trophy United then that's another step in the right direction, I think, for Solskjaer personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing from I would take away from this game anyway, because obviously you'd be you'd be pleased with a trophy either way. I think even City would just lose any trophy, like you just are, aren't you? When you're in a final, you're buzzing. Well, that's true. You might as well win it. Yeah, but, but I think I think the importance of this trophy will be for Solskjaer personally and for some of the players that you've mentioned. Just pushing off by it, isn't it? That's what it, it could be for him. It would it would be. United's best season in terms of league finish and winning a trophy, you know, together in the same season since Fergie. We, when we won the the Europa and the League Cup, we finished sixth in the league. We finished second, but we didn't win a trophy. So to finish second and to win a trophy, I mean, you mentioned it before with Leicester, fifth in a trophy, would they take it? Yeah, probably. You know, if somebody had offered me, you know, with with COVID, no pre-season, etc., etc., second in a trophy this season, I'd have absolutely ripped your hand off and. You know, we've gone from scraping in at third last season to being comfortably the second best team and adding a trophy to it. You know, it would show that we're going in the right direction, uh, and it's something that we we need to win. Although, if we don't win it, I don't think it's that you know massive. Well, I hope it's not that massive. Um, I hope we go again. But like Jim said, it, it's a final that United should be winning. Um, I, I just hope that because it is a mentality thing. This we, it was a mentality thing in the semi-finals. I think that they were a bit like fucking hell. Um, and now we've got to a final. I mean, th- there's not many better teams that you could play than, than than you know seventh or eighth in La Liga. With all due respect, I know it's Emery, but we should be winning. It reminds me a lot of Ajax, where I was looking at it, going, "We should be winning," and we comfortably won two 0 But we were a different side then, with a lot of of winners in that side. Same against us against Bonfica. Well, yeah, yeah, and probably Arsenal I, as well. I do think it's um, quite even when you do. If you do lose. It'd be quite big for Solskjaer because mm. I, he, he has had a really good season, and I mean, I was one of the people saying that he probably wouldn't still be here at this point. He wouldn't have made this season, that, mm. never mind being a final at the end and finish second. And there's still United fans now, and never mind <laughs> neutral fans, who like to prod and poke at him like we all do. 
But there's still United fans now don't know there is though, isn't there? That on Twitter, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're undecided about on it. On Twitter, yeah. So I mean, yeah. this if you did lose, it would only um, give them more revoice. It would have fuel to the fact Solskjaer's one one of the only managers in football that isn't allowed to lose because then you know it's only out and gets trending and all that bollocks I suppose that's one of those things when you're managing one of the, the biggest clubs in the world with the biggest following you're going to have a percentage that are that are like that but a win would be as massive as, as the loss would be you know damaging if you get what I mean I think it's something that United have to go and win I think the players will be absolutely gutted if like I've already said I mean this could come back to bite me but I think people will understand what I mean when this United side have got Villarreal in a final to win the first trophy I think if they don't win it, they would be gutted with or without Maguire. Like I say, with the firepower we've got, we should be winning. Stan, do you know who's fault this will be if United don't win it? Who? Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it gets soon as said. Well, no, nah, it won't be his fault. It could, he's given enough. He's given away enough penalties this season, so uh, he might be looking to add one more against Villarreal. Hey, against Emery's Europa specialist. Him and Jorginho, pen specialist. At scoring a man scoring and giving him away. away yeah there you go but, um, elite company no United, United should be winning this and I will be gutted if we don't uh, it would cap off a really you know progressive season and then it's up to you know whoever makes the decisions at the club to, to bring in all these men to, because I, like we've spoken about Rodgers I think if you look at this United squad I think second in a trophy is probably as good as you're going to get uh, to be honest I don't think you're going to challenge for the major you know Champions League and you're probably not going to get that close to a Premier League so uh, mm. this is probably the peak for the team if they can get second in a trophy and then like I say let's uh, hopefully push on in the summer but I would not hold my breath So guys this week there will unfortunately be no 11 above. I'm sorry guys I know it's everyone's favourite favorite part it's the only reason they listen to this podcast that's what I've been told So many people would have clocked off then but it's time for some awards. <laughs> it's time for some... We did the Cookie Pod Awards last year, and this isn't going to be as extravagant, but it's been COVID. Give us a break, man. So we're just going to do Premier League Team of the Season and the Manager, and we're just going to run it through. Um, we're each going to do a position each, I guess. Um, and, I mean, I guess I'll kick us off from the back, where, where it all starts, the goalkeeper. Play out from the back, Jim. Play out from the back. Edison, he plays out from the back. He's in contention. Uh, the Golden Glove winner, but for me, I think he won the Golden Glove when Golden Glove on the back of a really good defence, and I think uh, Meslier. I don't know if I pronounced that right. For Leeds had a great season. Meslier. Yeah, that's the one. I'm a much more cultured man than myself. Mm. But for me, the award goes to Emmy Martinez. Um, his first full season officially with Aston Villa. I think he's been amazing. Um, Villa have had a really good season. They've almost cracked the top ten, and I think he was a a, a really Really good addition to that squad. Yeah, I mean Villa with him, with Grealish missing thirteen games, I would have, I would have definitely put them in the the top seven. I think. I mean Martinez is massive, obviously for them. He's in my team in the season as well. I think notable shouts like you said, Edison. I think Edouard Mendy as well was another, um, another good shout because I think he finished second to Edison in terms of clean sheets. So. Yeah, Stan, is Martinez make the hat trick or? Have you yeah, got we'll, yeah, we'll put Martinez in. I, I, I'm not bothered enough to to argue with that. I did put Edison in, but I think Jim's right. It was probably as a collective that he got that Golden Glove. So if we're going off individual performance, yeah, over I was the thinking season, Edison as well, but it's got to be Martinez. I think. Yeah, I thought you've, you've persuaded me. <laughs> right, right back. Uh, I've initially gone for Joe Cancelo. I mean, a man who 
Didn't really play a lot in his first season, Jim, but he's played a lot in his second season across the back four, left back, right back, but I think Cancelo definitely deserves to be at right back here. Yeah, Cancelo was um, huge for City when he went on that run. Um, yeah, I think, I think I agree with Cancelo. Kufal has been really good for West Ham. Yeah. Really good signing. He's been solid. I think he's played pretty much every game, hasn't he? Um, and his crossings look great and he's created a lot of goals for them. So he would be another shout for me. Yeah, I agree. Cancelo first and Kufal a close second, I think, over the season. Okay, uh, we'll go We'll go the other side of the pitch. I mean, I've gone for Ben Chilwell, but I know you two men are different. Stan, talk it's, us through a comeback story. If well, I, I'd, I'd written him off. and I think a lot of United fans had written him off. Obviously, six years after his leg break, he was I'd still... I'd written him off unless he's going the Buffett. <laughs> he was still well. He was still kind Fat of. Shite. He was still. He, Sorry, Luke. He, he he's didn't. As well. I know. He's a he's a keen listener of oh. Cookie Pod for obvious reasons. Cookies, um, but no. He, a lot of United fans have written him off, and I think when we signed Alex Tellers, a lot of United fans thought that he was coming in to not only provide competition, but to maybe even be United's number one left back. But I know that he's worked very closely with the coaches. He's had a lot of faith by uh, Solskjaer and he's, he's just gone you know up a level since the, the, t- the turn of the year um, he was good last season um, but I think since January he's just been comfortably the best left back in the league if not one of the best left backs in Europe and uh, he's for me he's got to be in the team of the year and he's got to start for England at the Euros as well yeah uh, a product of great man management and maybe Solskjaer's biggest achievement at United um, in, per- in terms of that Man, personal man management the comeback story has been great to watch and yeah great for England um, I didn't believe it at the beginning of the season because it's Luke Shaw let's be honest but yeah he, he, he's looked really good and he's, he's, he's a proper threat down that left as well I mean we can stick him in now because he'll be injured next week but <laughs> but we'll put him in I mean I do think Chilwell has been done dirty there no I do listen I do Chil- Anyone, Chil- I, since, since Tuchel's come in second half of the season I, I actually checked before Chilwell started 11 league games and Alonso started 8 so I'm not I'm not having the best left back in the leagues been in and out of the team with the last second half of the hey, season he's second, can't to, he's second to Trent for goals and assists and I've Cresswell over yeah Chilwell. I was going to say as well Cresswell's probably and he didn't even play left back he played left centre back I feel like Cresswell's been unfortunate not to get in on stats alone but Jim's this trying to think of another one this is not stats alone and I'm regular over Chilwell no no behave yourself I mean I mean yeah I mean all these biggest achievement at United is getting sure to swap fucking cheeseburgers for salad so alright don't be bitter yeah. about it so let's move on to uh, don't get bitter get a better like so a sure. neo-nazi and a Ilkay Gundogan I'm only joking uh, okay allegedly no <laughs> You're not Gundogan's not a Nazi, but you he's can't a, call him a neo Nazi. Yeah, we can. He's yeah, we can. He's a kebab. It's a joke. Also, but he makes it, my team of the season Nazi yeah, or not. Yeah, but it's a joke that you're skipping centre back. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. He well, doesn't want to talk is about. Is it not obvious? Uh, it was an accident, but is it not obvious? I, I don't know if it is. Ob- I think one player is obvious. Father Ruben. Because two, it takes two to tango, Jim. It takes, and I think we've just talked. Spoke about a comeback story with Luke, and I mean, oh. John Boy has made This it. is a better one for me. Do you reckon? Fuck sure. Do you reckon it's like, yeah. No. Fuck sure. It is a good comeback story, though, because we've wrote John Boy up as well. We had a lot of players. Oh, yeah. He'd gone through a lot of injuries, and it looked like his time was up, and he stepped up when the player got injured, and he's not been out of the team since. How's he been without Diaz? I've not watched City a lot. Yeah, no, fine. I mean, the games in City can see a lot of goals. I see. What was he like when his dad weren't round? 
Was he behaving? No, no, all I was thinking is, is it Diaz? Because obviously we've seen with Joe yeah. Gomez when Van Dyke went is out. It was like, yeah. like a deer in headlights, do you know what I mean? I so. think, I, yeah, I get your point. Um, but I think when you look at the, the games where City have conceded a lot of goals, like they haven't mattered. I mean, other than the Leicester one, where it was awful. But yeah, John has been as impressive as Diaz in a lot of games. I mean, they have played together and you could mm. be on something that he's not the leader and it is evident over Stones' career that he has needed someone stable next to him. Mm. I completely accept that, but I just think yeah. he's had a really good season. Could so. just be maturing. Well, and I, w- I think he does need someone. He does. He definitely needs someone. If he has someone who's unreliable next to him, I worry about John Stones. Well, he'll be all right in the Euros, then, because he'll have Harry Maguire, Mister Reliable next to him, cut Mister Seven Eight out of Ten. Uh, Mr. Never Injured apart from now um, Honourable mention of Aaron Maguire who again like Luke Shaw second half of the season has gone up a level for United and like I've already said last four games we've seen how important he is to United's backline I think those three are comfortably the, the three best in the league this season for me Yeah, well, me, me and Cook have um, ruled democracy with John, yeah, John no, Boy, you can't John. But any left field shouts for you, Cook? Uh, I wouldn't say you're good enough to make the team this season, but just notable shout out to Thiago Silva. <laughs> Not team of the season, but I do think he has come I'm in and made Chelsea a drastically more organised. I think Craig. Team, for, so. I think for so Shout out to him and his Craig, family. Craig Dawson, yeah, very Craig, good this Craig season. Dawson, I'm not happy with you laughing at Thiago Silva. There. I'm not happy I about that. I didn't laugh once. I'm not happy about that. I thought you were going to say Rudiger. I'll be honest. No, Rudiger's been good. It's, it's, it's trying to avoid that recency bias, isn't no, it? No, but Thiago Silva's been good throughout the season. And Rudiger's yeah, been good he's, since he's been, Frank got yeah. sacked. I think Craig Dawson's a shout. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Fan is definitely a shout. Uh, definitely up there. Vestergaard Gabriel was good. for Arsenal. Vestergaard was good in in you know spurts, but never. He's been good I, for I wouldn't four say, months. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that he was. And I know we season. don't love him, Just but um, Concer and Mings have been good for Villa. Yeah, Concer, Ben Godfrey as well, very yeah, good young ben, player. I love Ben Godfrey. Um, but no, I'd say they're all honourable mentions. But Maguire, Stones, Diaz, best yeah. three, and I'll, I'll let you have Diaz and Stones. Can't argue too much. Do you want to take them to centre field then? Yeah, sorry I called you a Nazi earlier, Kai. You're not, but you are in my team of the season. Well, that that he'll forgive you for that then. He's in mine as well. Got to be for that. Like Jim spoke about before, that was it. Two or three months where he he just couldn't stop scoring in the middle of the season, which fired City all the way up yeah. the table and uh, you know into the Champions League knockouts. Was it 21 wins in a row or something stupid? Yeah, he's, 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 he's in mind too. He's a player of the year candidate. He won't get it. He'll be an outsider, but he's, he's in the top five players. Yeah, Gundogan's got to be in it. Yeah. Gone off the ball a little bit in the last few months in terms of goal scoring, but... So like I say, recency bias, you can't forget what he did in that you know two, three-month period. No. Same with the next guy, who has yeah. gone off the boil a little bit for me. But Thomas Suchek, one of the signings of the season. Um, hey, we'll do them in the Cookie Pod Awards next week. Yeah, we week. will. We will. But T- Thomas Suchek, for me, I know, again, gone off a little bit, I think. Suffered a lot from Declan Rice. Uh, missing from injury, probably had to go a little bit more pragmatic than you know getting into the box in uh, Marouane Fellaini 2012 style under David Moyes. Um, but yeah, Suchek's in there for me. I thought you were going to say Bruno Fernandes because he has gone to the boil as well. Yeah, no, he has. Um, yeah. So I thought I was going to be burnt out, that's why. Can we, yeah. So we can yeah. all agree... Are you playing him against pub teams at your league when you don't need to? <laughs> so we've all agreed on um, Gundogan and I'm sure we can all agree on Bruno. Yeah, Bruno's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I've got and a bit of a... And it's the third one, so yeah. Stan has put forward Suchek, Cook, yes. who's your fire? I've gone for Mount, he's gone for Chelsea, he's got Chelsea's player of the season, 
and I do feel like we talk about players going up a level. Feel like he's gone up a massive yeah. level this season. Yeah, I can't argue too much. In the Champions League final, top four, guaranteed starter for England. Big year for him. Yeah, yeah that's been a very good Couldn't year for him. Too um, much, yeah. Yeah. My left field chart. I don't know how we're going to do this now because my mine's different. I think your Telemans has been one of Leicester's best players, if not Leicester's best player. Um, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's gone up a level as well. Um, he, he goes unnoticed a lot, and I actually picked him before he scored that screamer against. Chelsea in the cup final. He's got that moment. Leicester had a great season. Scored in the semi as well. Yeah. Oh, quarter against United. So, so. It, it, I don't know. We're going to choose this one, but they were mine. Any, any. Let's just say we leave that on blank and we go for any honourable yeah. mentions. De Bruyne's making now, a lot of squads. To, we have to make hard choices here. Let's make a choice. Um, we'll go with the elements then. Because yeah. he has scored important goals, and he, I'm, I'm guessing as he played I mean, pretty much 38 out of the 38 he, games. He, he's been there a lot because Madison obviously had an injury I as mean, well. I am personally gutted about that, but well, it's, you know, but Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire is on the bench, so you've got to sit Mount next to him. I mean, the fact that Mount, good time, the it? fact that Mount's on been put cast aside for Yori is pissed. It's pissed me off, but Yori can come in. Only Honor- one of them scored in the FA Cup final. Honorable hey, honorable mentions. Only one of them played um, Champions League football and is in a Champions League final. Yori means that's, that's true. Honorable mentions to um, Tim Pot. Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, is going to be going a lot of. Yeah. He's going to go in a lot of people's. She's not um, played enough games for me. Premier League team. Premier League team this season. He's got a second most assists and he's played like 12 games less than yeah. Bruno and Kane who's near him. But yeah, like you say, I think when you look at if you look at City's top formers, he's not even no. like in the top seven, which is crazy. But I, he still has had an unbelievable season. He's, he's Maybe yeah. he's suffering from his levels are so high that we're expecting a little bit more. And that's fair because he yeah, has been injured for like a lot of the games. Yeah, yeah. I think other midfielders have just had better seasons on him as well. I think Gundogan's probably been. Yeah, oh, definitely. It, it's it's difficult in it. It's 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 one of those things. But um, any more outside? Jesse Lingard didn't do it for long enough. Um, no. But again, we spoke about comebacks. Yeah. A lot of people had written Lingard off, and there's already rumours that he might be in that England squad tomorrow, which I'm guessing we'll already know about by the time this is out. He so. Twenty six man. Honourable mention for Jesse for the last, you know, three, four months of the season from February onwards. Yeah, he was in the last squad, he'll be there. So should we move on to the forwards? Front three, yeah. Uh, Centre forward I think picks itself, so let's get that out of the way. Yeah, Kane. So we're all going with Kane. Ben yeah. Teke. Ben Teke. Cavani? Notable mention. Yeah, Kane, uh, most goals, most assists. Most goals, most assists. He was in BBC's team of the season somehow. Fucking Didn't hell. they just like the they, champ? They literally, <laughs> they literally pay people to. It was Garth He played 3 4 3 with a diamond in midfield. He four centimetres. So, fair play. De Bruyne played hard. I'd like to see that team. Last year as well. It's Christ. Great. I'd like to see that team. But yeah, so Kane, we've got on Kane. Goals and assists. My player of the year. One of the best players yeah, in, I mean, in, in the league. I mean, I've got a 10 on it, so I wouldn't mind. My player of the year. Could be, yeah. He's not my player of the year. Best striker in the world for me. 37 goal involvements in... Sorry, not 37. 36? Is it 36 and 37? 30, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a joke. So Absolute joke. We'll go for the... Um, right right wing. On his flank. Right wing. Okay, I'll put forward mine. I've gone for... Riyad Mahrez. Um, just over Mo Salah. I know Mo Salah's got a lot of goals, but I think Mahrez has been... What I see his top three performers. And... He's been amazing. I mean, he goes on. He goes unnoticed. I think a lot of times because he don't get the credit he deserves. Maybe, but the back end of the season, from February onwards, City's best player, and I think a lot of City fans would agree. I've just gone for Salah. I think without his goals, Liverpool yeah. wouldn't be in the top four. I feel like they'd be playing Europa League football instead of Leicester. 
don't get me wrong, Mahrez has stepped up in the big games, but I just don't. I think Pep Roulette, in terms of he doesn't play every single week because of obviously the plethora of players they've got. Yeah. But Mahrez has gone up a level, like we've said about a lot of these players this year. But yeah. I think Salah has maintained his level, which is probably harder. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Salah's the only player that's probably played at the same level as he did last season and scored 21 goals in such an inconsistent and you know vulnerable at times Liverpool side. I just think he has to be has to be in it. I don't think he can score that many goals. For, and they ended up finishing third, so without his goals, they're absolutely nowhere near. So I can't, I can't look past uh, Mo Salah. Go for Mo. Yeah. Lock him in. Left wing. Now, there's a lot of options in the Premier League for this because we, we are, you know, have an abundance of of, of quality left left midfielders. We've got, you know, Raheem Sterling, we've got Hyungmin Son, yeah. Rashford, Jack Grealish. But Jack. who's your left winger, Cook? I've gone for Phil Foden. I mean, he probably he probably doesn't play on the left in this system. I'll probably switch him with Salah. But I like him. I like him out wide. I mean, it's probably not his favourite position, but I do like him out wide. I feel like yet again Q soundboard he's gone up a level but mm. he's one of City's most inaugural players and if he's not at it sorry if they're not at it and he is he'll drag City to to games and that goal he scored the other day was just ridiculous where he picks it up in his own half just runs past everyone and slots it away he's he's just he's a generational talent I think he's he's adapted this year he was meant to be the heir to Silver's throne. He's been chucked out wide, and he's just wherever when it when and where he can get in the team, he's he's playing well. So Foden for me. Yeah, he's he's replaced Sane more than he's replaced Foden um, Silver because we we don't have a player that just runs at a defender with pace, and Foden does that. Um, I think this season for Foden's been massive. Um, City fans have known his quality was there, maybe frustrated with a lack of game time. And in the big games, he's carried on proving himself. And now he's undoubtedly, he will play in the Champions League final. He'll play in the big games to City. And he had that performance at Anfield when he beat him 4-1. And that goal he scored was immense. And I think that was the moment that the wider public kind of thought, yeah, fucking hell, he is. he's good. And he's not just good. A lot of play, a lot of people have said he's the best young English talent since Wayne Rooney. And I, I can't. I can't. I don't know if I can think of a better one. Um, the way he moves the ball, he's got everything. He's so young. He's already won so much. Yeah, phone of me. I think. I honestly think he's City's best player at times. A lot of the times this season has been City's best player. When you look at attackers and go at a go-to guy, he's the youngest and he's the best. Yeah, I agree. Definitely Foden. Um, I think City's season changed when they actually started playing him because I know start of the season, in and out of the team. But I think once he got one of those, you know, wing positions, um, you know, locked in. Uh, Cook's already spoken. He can play on the right as well. I think. Um, I, I've said it before. Foden is for me at the for the majority of the season been City's best player. So I can't look past him at all. Uh, yeah, he's just unbelievable player. Um, and like I say, there's no coincidence that when he started playing consistently, City started winning consistently. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, shout and he out. starts for England as well. Yeah. Similar I mean, to talking about Rooney, I think that if Foden plays for England, he will have a very similar um, Euros to Rooney in 2004 when like everybody break, went. Break out everybody went fucking hell. And that's I mean, people know that anyway, but like, you know. They'll be like everyone be people watching. in other countries, like Italians that have heard. I don't really watch whatever, and they see Foden and they go. Yeah, and, that, and that's how no. far he's come though, because at the start of the season, you look at Foden and think, will he make the Euro squad? 
Maybe. You go, if and he now plays. He, and now he's gone for, yeah, he made, he made the squad. Yeah. Will he play? Maybe. And now he's he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Almost. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of English talent too up there that is going to play. Well, yeah, there's a few. Like, I mean, we spoke about Shaw and, and, and Stones. Really? They, they start. They start. Just you know, not play enough games. He played, obviously, I think he finished on... I think it was six goals and ten assists, Grealish. But oh, Chris he, had an amazing he, he only played. Yeah. He only played about twenty-six yeah. games. Oh, if if, but, if if Grealish should have played all the way through to the end of the season, not have three months, you know, out, he, he's probably he's probably in the team of the season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and you know, in a lot of people's England teams, but you know, I think he's quite lucky actually that he came back for the last two games because had he not. I mean, might might have been omitted with with not playing for three or four months. Can you just bring somebody in for a tournament with with not playing for that long? Exactly, so yeah. to get those minutes under his belt, I think he'll be fine. He'll be in that squad tomorrow. But hundred percent, uh, yeah, Phil Foden, Salah Kane, Foden. Episode one hundred and three. Just as we're winding down, we need to tell you where you can get your cookie pod fix when we're not doing podcasts. So follow us on our Insta and Twitter at Cookie Podcast One. That's at Cookie Podcast followed by the number one. Find us on YouTube. Just search in. That's the way the cookie crumbles and subscribe. And we're also on Anchor FM as well. If you don't have Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Jim Stan Lille won the league this week. We said last week, Jim that we really wanted them to do it. Their first title since 2011 with the team with um, Joe Cole and Eddie Hazard winning Liga. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good. Yeah, it is. Joe Cole, a veteran at the time, and Borat, you almost a veteran at this time, leading them. It's just good to have an underdog story, in it? And yeah, we love it when is. PSG lose. Breaking that PSG loving, and uh, Poch maybe taking his uh, Spursy nature over there, Cup. Well, it's the worst points tally since the Qatari came in at PSG, wow. so... Fingers may be pointed uh, at Poch. They have only won the uh, the French League Cup. Do they keep so, him? I think they have to. They did not give him a full season Eight, yet. 18 month contract. Six months in already. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it is twitching. It's time in to Paris. go. And make or break, make or break next season for uh, Maurizio. Also, a big shout out to the boys. AC Milan, great to have you back in the Champions League. A proper Champions League club, but definitely aren't dodgy. Napoli 19, bottlers. Only 19 penalties. Uh, Napoli, yeah, they're dossers. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did want Ronnie, our dog, to yeah, not be in the Champions League. We just want to see Europa what Europa League, CR7. I just want to see what happened, to be honest. CR6. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a reunicone <laughs> from last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the cookie grumbles, baby. What's this?